confused. All right, <laughs> all right. But we kept you on the edge of your seat. I know. Waiting the... for suspense of the second one. And you never know when it's going to have a second one. Unlike this video, which is the second one. It's, it's not a video. Two. I said that's what. <laughs> I mean, the video is in your mind. Oh, the dreamscape. Yeah. All right. So, hi. My I'm Amy. I'm Kiki. And you're here for an episode where we talk about movies that we've seen so far this year. Yep. Uh, as Casey was saying, in case you missed it, this is a part two. If you want to hear us talk about A Quiet Place and all the Avengers Marvel movies. Plus Deadpool. Plus Deadpool. That's why I said Marvel. Or you said Avengers movies. I know, because I started to say just Avengers movies. I said Avengers Marvel movies. Ah, uh, yeah. I jumped in and saved the day even though I didn't need it. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> <ice>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you want to see that, uh, click on over on whatever podcasty thing that you're listening to this on and it should be there yep because we've seen so many movies we really have i mean part of that has been because of movie pass yeah and movie pass is having a lot of drama right now yeah so i don't know i think the amount of movies will probably slow down drastically if that is the case yeah i mean either that or we really just can't see them opening weekend like we've been seeing them yeah which is sad so let's see all right. Well, get right back into it. Uh, we're going to start with Hearts Beat Loud. Oh, this one was... Amazing. So good. Nick it, Offerman, top of his game. Yes, and the girl who's in it, too. I don't remember her name. Uh, Kiersey Clements. Yeah, her. I got you. <laughs> Thank you, because I am very bad with names. Um, this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year already, and yeah, I know it. I, I definitely think it's going to be in the top ten and stay there um it's just whenever you think heartwarming indie movie which is a category i would give it that because yeah. like there's indie movies and there's heartwarming indies. Well, because there's like indie horror movie right there's indie drama there's indie everything you know like it just yeah. covers the whole spectrum i would put this under indie heartwarming comedies um it was just it's just a really good feel-good movie and if you're an artist in any shape or form doesn't mm -hmm. matter what kind you are definitely gonna get the feels from this in a good way. So much. I cried at least twice. I didn't cry, but I was I was bundled up and curled up and cuddled up all inside my feels through the movie. So uh In but, case Yeah, it just makes you feel yeah, good. It really, really does. And in case you've never heard of Hearts Be Loud, it's a story of a dad and daughter who right before she goes off to college or gets, is getting ready to go to college, uh, form a band. Right. Uh, because he runs a record store and it is closing down because people don't buy records anymore. It's all about the music. MP3. And, yeah, and Spotify. So uh, there, he always makes uh, an effort for the two of them to jam together, and she's trying to... Uh, you know, ignore that because she's she's studying for med school, right? And so she's that, like, "We're not. I'm not doing music." You know. Yeah, I'm doing med school. I'm doing med school. I because it requires a lot of studying. Really, <laughs> like really all does. Studying. And the dad had been in a band with the mom who died, and so she's also just like, "I'm not mom. You can't make me into this person." Right. So he's he's trying to revive that part of his life with his daughter, and 
So they end up doing a jam session and creating a song, and he... Uh, Puts it on Spotify without asking. Yep. Because he's like, what should our band be called? And she's like, we're not a band. And that is the name of their band, <laughs> which is not a band. We're not a band. We're not a band. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's just... It's not often you'll have a movie with original songs that you actually want to listen to. I've put this on my Spotify playlist, and I've put it on my, like, inspirational playlist and my, like, motivation to get things done. Yeah, there's sometimes, like, it's tricky. Whenever you have a movie that's about a fictional band or any sort of fictional music, um, and you see them have any version of success, sometimes you're just like... Really, the song's not that good. But this, I'm like, I can see how this is like a Spotify playlist. Like the, yeah. this is everything we've told you so far is in the trailer, and uh, even in the trailer, he's like, "This is our song. song," and he has like total nerdy dad moment, <laughs> like proud dad moment in the middle of a hipster cafe, and just is over the moon for it. And I would be too. If yeah, I, I'm just like ordering, somewhere. Yeah, I'm just ordering a drink, like a coffee somewhere, and then all of a sudden. As you're drinking coffee. Uh, it's not coffee, it's chai. Yeah, well, I segue failed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then to all of a sudden hear your music? Or over... or to see your anything. Like, if you're a creative person, to see your anything somewhere outside of context of you putting it there. Right. I did have a very, very minuscule version of this once. Oh, yeah? Uh, I was in Amoeba once. Uh, not sponsored. <laughs> uh, I was just, you know, browsing around, and they had a uh, TV up upstairs, and they were playing The Hunger Games, and I was an extra in it before I moved to California, and all of a sudden, I just look over, and I see myself on the screen for a split second, because that's the only time you can see me, and I just kind of look around. You still have to show me this. I, okay, I will. And I just kind of look around and just kind of giggle to myself, because <laughs> I'm like, it's me. I remember saying quietly to myself, is it me? <laughs> it he turned so, into Mario. Yeah. It's, it's me, Casey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't really want to go too much more into this one because it's just worth seeing. And I feel like if, I, if you say anything more than the premise, it kind of gives away. Not that there's like a lot of spoilers or anything, but it's just it's just an experience that I wouldn't want to detract from in any way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I will say there's love in this movie and it's just like all encompassing love from all angles exactly. and it's just like it's heartwarmingly cute yeah i mean it's just it puts a i mean i think the ultimate thing this movie does is just puts a little hope in the human race just a little bit yeah uh and i think that's something we desperately need right now uh, but it, performances, all good, oh, like, across the board. they're amazing, and it definitely makes you want to go out and make things. Like, I mean, obviously I know it never would, but I would seriously think of um, award attention for Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemens. Oh, yeah. Even Ted Danson with well, his little bit You part. could even do Best Original Song. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that, would definitely that be maybe even has a chance. I, I would be very happy if it got nominated for I could that. see it for that at least for if not, not necessarily the Oscars just because of reach right. but one of the other ones like SAG or something yeah I mean it did I mean it did do well but yeah it's just one of those movies that like word of mouth is definitely helping it out and yeah. so that's what we're doing we're giving it the word yeah, of mouth yeah we are yeah. Uh, so what would you rate this movie uh, I would say an 8 8.5 
possibly even a nine if I saw it again. I definitely say at least a four point five out of five. Yeah. See, we're trying to give you like that rating of depending on what your scale is. Yeah. To give you things. Also, fun fact: Nick Offerman learned to play the electric guitar for this movie. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> uh, the next movie we saw had a little the little trivia before that, and that was all about Heartbeat. Yeah, Cloud. it was like, did he learn to play electric guitar? Yeah, it was all, like, questions was, about yeah. that, yeah. Uh, it was, did he learn to play electric guitar, piano, or drums? And I guessed uh, drums, mm-hmm. but it was electric guitar, which I call shenanigans on because that was misleading because he has a stand-up special in which he plays acoustic guitar, so I'm like... Well, acoustic guitar and electric guitar... Yeah, but the, that's the, a the. trick question because I'm like, I am using, like insider knowledge to and that's what caused me to get the question wrong that's maybe that was the point no i sore so. loser trying to sabotage me all uh, right uh next is sorry to bother you <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so weird <laughs> it's so weird but it's I mean, to me, I think it is absolutely genius. There's not much we could say about this movie because if you think explaining Heartbeat Loud will detract from the experience, you should watch this movie knowing nothing because that's pretty much what we do. I mean, we saw the trailer because it played yep. other things and that's what got me enticed to see it. But. And I will say, the trailer makes it look like an unusual movie. Like, it definitely looks like, like a a weird kind of indie movie that's going to be funny and, like, have some, like, unique aspects to it. And then you're just, like, WTF, man. Yep. Uh, I will say, and it's not a spoiler, it's, I turned to you at one point in that movie and was like, this is the freaking Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will give you no context for that. Uh. And there's one part, because it stars uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who is the guy who shouts, Get out! From Get Out. And Tessa Thompson, yes. Who's amazing. But uh, I I only mention Get Out because it... There's a a slight comparison between the two, and just uh, taking something to an almost farcical level of the black experience. Yeah. And it's just... While that that one does it in more of a horror slash thriller way, this one just goes for just absurd metaphor kind of just. And I say absurd, and that doesn't even cover how absurd. No, I I walked out of that movie just being like, what did I just see? <laughs> and I had the same reaction, but just with a little footnote of. That was um, that was genius. It's one of those movies, I am so happy I saw it. Do I want to see it again? I do not probably think so. Because <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a level of absurdity and weirdness that I'm just like a little like, what? <laughs> uh, but I definitely recommend seeing it at least once to one support a first time writer director. Yeah. Yeah, Boots Riley is known more for uh, his rap mm-hmm. music and then just comes out with this. And then, yep. <laughs> it's that thing of, like, coming where people least expect you to be. Yeah, and another movie with really great performances, though. Like, all that aside, weirdness aside, I mean, the performances 
as crazy as they are, are all really good. Oh, yeah, and I highly recommend just whenever uh, Tessa Thompson's on screen, just, like, read her earrings. Yeah. Yeah, like, she has you, some fun stuff. You can't miss them. They are the size of a small fist. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... And so I just recommend doing that. It, it kind of gives you the idea of what that specific scene, its tonality is. Oh, I was trying to remember. There was one other thing I wanted to mention about it. Um, Army Hammer? <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention Army Hammer. Okay. I mean, well, he's yes, in the, he's, he's in he's the, in the movie. He's yeah. also in the trailer. But Army Hammer's in the movie, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But what were you going to say? Also a great performance. No, I was going to say there is one moment that is going to make you feel, minus the absurdity, but, like, just we're talking about, like, the black experience thing. It's it's so cringeworthy. Uh, Do you know what part I'm talking about? Possibly. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, had to, I had to give her, like, a little... He gave me the hand motions. Yeah, it's, and it's so... It made me so... It's so uncomfortable. It's so cringeworthy. Like, I don't know if I've ever cringed so much in a movie before, but the point was made. The point was made that white people suck so Uh, bad. (laughs) Like, everyone was laughing at their uncomfortableness, the absurdity. I wasn't laughing. I was just, like, covering my face, being like, ah. Like, it was... It, Kudos uh, oh, to yeah. everyone involved in that. It's I. It was a moment made for a reason. Yes, and it it hits. And that's that's the whole. That's. I think I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something recently made me think of that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, how, how did I almost forget about that part?" Uh, but that when you said it's for a reason, that's why I think this movie is definitely in my top ten. It was one of yeah. my favorite movies of the year uh, because everything is for a reason. And it's one of those I actually do want to see again because I'm, I'm going to notice a lot of things the second time. Uh, but everything, as weird and crazy and outlandish as it is, has a purpose and has a, a reason behind it yeah. and has a statement. And it's just, it's so timely. Strangely enough, probably more timely than any other thing I've seen this year. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It's so worth a watch. It is. Even it, if you hate it, even if you think this is the well, worst movie I've ever seen, I don't think you will. But even if you do, it's you're still gonna get something from it, consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if it'll be in my like top movies I've seen this year, but it's definitely in my top movies you should see this year. That's good. Yeah. It's, Mine just happens to be in both, but I. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes it's like I I'm glad I see a movie, but. It, Casey will make fun of me for not wanting to see movies that, like, make certain feelings occur. But it's like, I like to watch movies to just enjoy myself, and so I have to be in the mood for other things. So this is one of those movies, like, I have to be in the mood for that if I ever yeah. watch it again. It definitely, I mean, overall, I would consider it a comedy, because it is a very fun oh, movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I would call it maybe a satire. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, or black comedy. <laughs> and that, oh, dark comedy? Yeah. I don't know. That, that's very poor choice of words. I apologize immensely. But. <laughs> no, I. You know what I mean. Yeah. I uh, think our listeners do too. Yeah. But. Next movie. Another movie that uh, has a, a nice statement to say, but a much softer palette. <laughs> uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? So good. Uh, I, I've never. 
I had never seen a documentary in theaters. Me neither. Yeah. And it... Won't you meet your neighbor? If, again, for those who don't know, is the documentary of the life of Mr. Rogers. Yep. And I grew up, like, knowing of Mr. Rogers and having seen bits and pieces. Same. But I had never watched, like, a whole bunch of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. But he... My biggest takeaway is I can have nothing but admiration for a person who uses their life to promote kindness. And love. And love and just acceptance. And one of the best things that came from this movie is you can see him struggle with acceptance in moments, Mm -hmm. but he always wants to get there. And for the most part, does get there in the end. And it, it can take him time, but I feel like that's a human experience, you know? If, if you see something and you're like, I don't understand it, but I want to so that we can all be one human race, I'm going to understand this for you. Not because of you, but for you so that you know you're worth that effort. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, there's everyone's told when they grow up, when they're or when they're a child, like you're special or mm-hmm. you know you're a snowflake, that kind of thing. Uh, but I've never seen someone have the ability to make me believe that like he did, and like I never cry in anything. I don't. <laughs> That's I just true. I, I I might get close, but I'm one of those single tier people, as J.K. Simmons says in Whiplash. Uh, but I've only cried, this makes the third one, but this is the first movie I've cried twice. There are two moments that are so poignant and so yeah. powerful and so viscerally real and like will strike you on a, and the inner core of your human core <laughs> uh, in this in this film. And uh, I think, because I was wondering, I'm like, how do you wrap something like this up? Yeah. And the way they wrap oh. the movie up, the way it ends is the most beautiful beautiful. and such a smart thing to do it is because you're you're left thinking and i and i don't mean in like a they're trying to nail it home to you kind of way but i mean in like it leaves you in a moment of thought yeah it's honestly and it's so crazy from you know just a a low-budget documentary Mm -hmm. and you know just just talking about someone's life to have an ending so powerful like the theater was completely silent and when people got up people did not say a word to each other this was the i think this has been a year of like very interesting movie going experiences this is we stood up you know our theater which you know it was a small theater but it was enough people that like leaving a a theater would make a ruckus yeah i it was just silent. And it wasn't like a bad silence, like we just saw a horrible movie, I don't want to talk about it kind of silence. But it was like calm. Yeah, it was like And contemplative, piece. yeah. Yeah, there was a piece to it. And even though no one said anything, I I think there was just a general feeling of love yeah. amongst fellow human beings. And I think that that's all that movie is trying to show. I mean, yeah, it's trying to, you know give you a glimpse into Fred Rogers' life, but more than that, it's just, it wants you to connect as a human being, and for me, it did that. I mean, I I went on a full 
journey yeah. <laughs> through that. And it's, to me, one of the ones uh, you absolutely need to see. No, I, I agree. And this one's probably at, like, my the top of my movies I've seen this year. Same. Just because there are... It, it's hard for me to explain. There are movies that give you a very certain feeling of, like, you're you're changed by it. And it can be, like, very slight. It can, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, this big, like, oh, my God, my life is transformed. But just, like, a thing of, like, kind of like those old-fashioned alarm clocks where you tick over to the next number. You're, like, ticking over to that next version of yourself that has a little bit more openness to you. Mm. That's very well said. Thanks. I think it, I think it evokes something from you that all these, a lot of the big budget movies, especially superhero movies, try to do, and which is just to open you up as a human and just want to be a better person and uh, ultimately just give you a feeling of hope. Yeah. That's what all the CGI, all the third act battles are trying to do is give you hope for humanity and I got it more strongly from this little documentary. So did I. So, yeah. Uh, how would you rate this movie? I'd give it full five stars. Yep. Five out of five. Done. <laughs> Easy. So good. Easy peasy. Highly recommend. And if you have actually seen uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, I do recommend uh, HBO did a documentary on Robin Williams. That's... it. it they They're very... They're like sister movies. Yeah, it's seen the way. I watched the trailer and I was feeling a lot from that. So I'm watching that very soon. So yes. I'll, I'll get it back to you. And if I can find a way to talk about it on here, then I definitely will. We but can definitely make it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one I'm like, that's the one I have to get my body ready for. This oh, is someone gosh. I know and like someone who's very dear to me. And like that broke my heart yeah. hearing about that. So huh, that's going to be. It, it's like you don't. And I won't talk about it that much because it's not part of this. Right. Uh, but it's one of those things like you don't realize how much you missed hearing his voice. Mm. But anyway, on to not quite as sad notes, though, maybe. Um, <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. Just one. It, There's only one Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. I do Infinity Wars, too. So yeah. it, it's I like S's. That's fine. The Infinity Wars thing, and I'm a little less forgiving on people when they do that. I don't like, mean to. I, I really try not to. It's more just, like, lazy talk. <laughs> That's uh, what I can do with that. But, uh, uh... This is probably the only one we do not agree on. Yeah, so... Ooh, differing opinions! Yay! Yay! <laughs> you go first. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I did not like it at all. Um... You can separate this movie into uh, two parts, mm -hmm. which is the... I agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Which is the um, idea of what the characters think is going to happen, and then where the villains decide, no, this is what's going to happen. Um, which can be also be described as on-island and off-island. Yeah. Um, the... It's, it's not even that far into the movie where they just hit a note for me that I can't take, I can't take it. And it was only like 20 minutes into this movie, yeah, maybe. Give or take, yeah. Like, it was very early on and they just, they made choices as filmmakers 
that struck chords in me that I I can't handle. I was crying. I was turning to Casey being like, I do not like this. I do not like this. I do not like this. Because I I can't handle that. It gave me, like, nightmares. Because I... It, it, it bothers me. And from that point on, like, they had lost me as a movie. And there's one other part of that movie that I enjoyed. And if that had been the movie, I would have been cool. Which is, like, Nightmare Raptors... Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny that the first part gave you nightmares, and the other one's more like a, a horror movie I kind know, of but thing. that's fine. Like, I can take, like, it's so absurd of, like, nightmare dinosaurs creeping into your bedroom. You know, uh, that that is, like, a movie I could do. The, I did not like how they treated, like, they try to make you love these dinosaurs as characters, and then they use them as cannon fodder, and it really bothered me. Uh, let me ask you that because I, I will say uh, there there's a moment where it's it's just like a anytime there's like a a visceral moment um, it's like do you do the Shakespearean way or the I, actually not Shakespearean uh, well I think they used to do it too it was mostly a Greek thing where all the all the action uh, or violence happens off stage. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a time where they chose. There was a specific choice to show you, uh, with your own eyes, instead of just having something happen off camera and just imply the stuff. And so, yeah, I it made me uncomfortable too. But I have to ask: if you didn't see this said moment, uh, I still know I still would not have liked the movie. I know, but would it have lessened lessened your disliking of it a little bit? If they hadn't shown... My disliking of it wouldn't have happened until later. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah. it, it's it's the thing of, like... I, I already knew going into this movie... So, like, in the trailer, they show you, like, the volcano. Yeah, and then the dinosaurs, like, jumping into the yeah. water and stuff. And I knew that was going to be, like, a touchy moment for me. Like, yeah. I knew. And I was like, oh, I could probably, like, cover my eyes and just kind of, like will it away because it they make it seem like it's going to be just kind of like that but it's not and it's just continuously like hit you hit you hit you and it it felt for me cheap like a cheap way to make you feel bad Mm. and i did not appreciate it but then like i if you've ever seen uh Jurassic Park Lost World, which is the second of the original three movies, they do a very similar thing that, to this movie. It's slightly different, but, like, it, it has a similar split and all that. The same things that make... That movie was my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. The Jurassic Park Lost World. I mean, it's my least favorite, too, but for different reasons. Yeah, but the reasons that made that one my least favorite movie are the same reasons I don't like this one, but they just amped up all those reasons, Yeah. and thus, I don't like this movie. All right, so now, yeah, I'm going (laughs) to say my part. Uh, Well, well, I guess we should start with a little factoid of, I mean, we both love animals very, very much, Uh, but Amy has, like, on a level, like, with media and stuff, any sort of negative anything towards animals is a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I don't like it either, but it's it's on a different level for you. And, and we we both yes. can say that and acknowledge that. It's, oh, no, completely. Yeah. And, I won't see things if they uh, kill the animal. The, the, the whole moment that we've been talking yep. about for a while, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see it as cheap. I just saw it as it's definitely a digging the knife in moment. And for me, it worked, but it went a little bit too deep. So I will say that. I was like, oh, that's a little too far. But as, you know, as a movie goer, I can, I can respect what it's doing. It just, it's like, okay, you just reel it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I like this movie because it, it did some things I wasn't expecting. First of all, it was directed by someone who made a movie that I cried in, which was The Impossible. Uh, which you don't, if you don't know what that is, that's the Ewan McGregor, Tom Holland, little baby Tom Holland. It's the first time I'd ever seen it. Which I haven't him. seen. And he, I remember seeing that movie, and Naomi Watts, by the way. Um, but I remember seeing Tom Holland and being like, that kid's going somewhere. I just knew it. I was like, that kid's going to do something. He's, mm-hmm. he's really good at such a young age, and now he's Spider-Man. But uh, that movie gave me a single tear. Ewan McGregor was the first actor to make me cry in a movie. Um, and so... Once I found out he was directing it, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to be a little bit more invested in this than other people because I like this director's work already. I would also, if we're talking about things that can also sway, you also really like Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the way. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm also a big Bryce Dallas Howard fan. I yes. also really enjoy her. Um, but, yeah, so... That it had certain things stacked in my favor, and I think one of the things that uh, J. A. Bayonara is his name. Uh, he's a very visual director, and in The Impossible Two, he is very visceral in what he shows. So he. But I that, can handle things happening to people much better. I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's that's how he operates. He yeah. operates on a very visceral, like he does not shy away from stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he he likes to do things very realistic, although there are some very cartoonish elements to it. And so uh, I could definitely see, like, certain bits where the studio interfered, but overall I think that for the most part he got to do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that whole moment we've been stuck on for a while... Uh, it was big. It's a big moment. It's a big moment. Uh, but after that, the movie completely switches into more of a haunted house movie. And more of an action movie, too. Yeah. Uh, I, it just, it was more... I feel like, for the second half, it, there's the element of, like, horror, like, haunted story. Yeah. And there's the element of, like, action rescue story. Yeah. But, needless to say, all of that is very confined. Yes. It's... All very, very confined. Um, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. it's a haunted house movie because most of it takes place in a mansion. Or at least the the, yeah. the second and third act, I would say, happen in this mansion. And so for it to not be out in a place where it's, it's dinosaurs roam free, yeah. it's not one of the islands or anything, I thought that was a nice, uh, fresh take on stuff. And for the most part, I feel like the the parts that it wanted to be intense or to you make you kind of grip your seat a little bit. I think it worked for me. Um, and, you know, there were some silly parts. It, like was, it was actually 
uh, fun. It had a lot of funny parts to it. Uh, random Chris Pratt action slides. Oh yeah, a lot of those, a lot of slides. <laughs> um, but yeah, to uh, me, yeah, I will say it did have one like funny moment that I've like. I can say from the point where I decided I I can't take this movie, it had two moments. One being like nightmare dinosaurs yeah which i would i will take that movie i will watch <laughs> that movie if you give it to me uh, just like a complete absurd world where dinosaurs terrorize the world um and the fake out uh with the like smile oh yeah like those two those two moments yeah. separately i really enjoy uh so yeah, there's a lot of uh, elements of corporate greed and animal cruelty. Yeah. Uh, and someone who's firsthand dealing with corporate greed, I understand. And the whole, like, I mean, let's face it. This is very, like, money-hungry, mustache-twirly villains in this who get what's coming to them, as they should. Uh, and so, yes, it also comes with a lot of, like, being mean to the dinosaurs and then them not expecting any ramification from that and the dinosaurs getting their sweet revenge sort of i mean sort of well and the thing you just mentioned there yeah yeah, yeah that one that one but then you also let me like this movie damn it i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to let you have your opinions i uh, just i also just feel like they it, it's the thing of like i don't like being made to like feel like these dinosaurs are specific creatures that we're supposed to care about like as characters and then they're like nope well for me I mean this is the first time that I mean you could say there was a little bit in the first Jurassic World where they were trying to do it but uh, it is the first time where it's not just the T-Rex going Meh, and looking all cool in the shot it is trying to get us to care about specific dinosaurs and so that's to me that's something i've been looking for i'm like okay i need like a name i need a trait i need something to latch on to so i can care about a specific dinosaur and i think they do that pretty well um but ultimately it's just it's just a it was for me a fun dark ride because you know there there are some it it does pose some questions which uh i don't think the series has really done since the first one i just think that they're maybe I can agree to that, too. Because I have heard, like, sense. some people mention, like, the problem with the third one is that they made the dinosaurs the antagonists and, you know, made them the monster and there's no real villain in that one because there isn't. And this one, at least, you know, they gave it But there's no real villain in the first one. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of the first one like a lot of people are, so... I, I mean, I'm just... The... I, I guess for me, like, I don't need there to be a villain. It's a story about how humans interact with dinosaurs when you put them on a level playing field. And the answer is dinosaurs and humans did not exist at the same time for a reason. But uh, I guess... I don't know. I it, could, I just appreciated a lot of what the movie was I also like the third one. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was okay for me, uh, but... Yeah, our our uh, Jurassic Park opinions wildly differ, but overall, I mean, to me, I think it set up what it 
what it was trying to do. It didn't do that for you. Well, I think that it did exactly what it was trying to do, which is turn Jurassic Park into action movies. And I just, the only that's a different thing. The only thing that that the only really uh, frustrating thing that's not the movie's fault is the marketing for it because of what they do. Um, the trailer like gives you a different movie because that's, I mean, that's the end. Of the whole Jeff Goldblum thing that they show in the trailer. That's yeah. That's the end of the movie. It's the beginning and the end. Right, but I mean, like specifically, they say the last oh, yeah. line at the end. It's just, I don't know. the The marketing was a little screwy with that. Uh, it didn't hurt the film for me, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I would give it seven point five to eight out of ten. I don't <laughs> go. I mean, what would you give it out of ten or stars or however ranking? Point two out of five. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I liked point two scenes. Okay. So there you have it. An unclear <laughs> <laughs> unclear uh, final sentencing. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's polarizing in different ways. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I, you can say that about it. Yep. There is no, there is no middle ground. I will also just say, in my defense, because I know I keep saying I cried in, like, a bunch of different movies, I both of my bosses said that that same moment and then subsequent moments like made them cry and very upset. Yep. So, it's true. Next. Yep. So, yeah, I I feel like at this point it's like Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> It's neat. I've also never seen Forrest Gump. What? No. I'm going to have to cancel this whole podcast and go take you to see Forrest Gump. <laughs> this isn't a movie podcast. It's just a, a nerdy podcast. But still, time is of the essence. I feel like I've seen enough clips of Forrest Gump to pretty much have seen Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's kind of fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, next one. Next one. Incredibles 2. I mean, come on. I loved it. it so good. Like it. I liked it just as much as like the first one. It also has one of my favorite scenes in like any animated movie uh, with the you... raccoon. Raccoon. Okay, yeah. Because the rac that, that that was amazing. Uh, I feel like if they gave it a subtitle, it should be Incredibles Two: Rise of Jack Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be Incredibles Three: Rise of Jack Jack because <laughs> that kid is like uber powers. Yeah. But uh, I think that they did a really good job making it more of an ensemble movie because like the end of the first one like you get the family yeah. this one felt more like a family movie all the way through even though we get like the slightly solo bit with the mom yeah uh the first one definitely was more separated i mean this one starts a little bit that way like yeah they did... they have a similar like story arc but it comes together sooner but i like what they did with it because basically uh they're like we want to make superheroes legal again and so for that we need the lady, which I thought was really great. Because right after they say that, he's like, come on. He's like, well, you make, you big, giant, strong dude, you make a mess. Yeah. We need someone who's actually going to get the job done and do it well. <laughs> yep. And, you know, like, think before they hit something. Right. Also, uh, amazing bike sequences with Elastigirl. Yeah. That was so cool. That was really cool. I mean. The pop figure's creepy. 
but the actual thing was cool. Oh yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, it's just a f- yeah, it's just a fun family movie. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it does kind of question technology and us being, like, glued to our phones. Which is really, like, unsettling when you're watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they didn't dig into that question as much as I thought they were going to. Uh, the first one, you know, definitely raises a lot of questions about superpowers and, yeah. you know, it, it, there are a lot more questions I feel like the first one asked. And this one didn't do it as much. Well, this one, I feel like the other one was more worldly. And this one had its worldly question. But it was still more family-oriented. Yeah. And about, like, how to function as a family unit of supers, you know, in a world where you're not accepted. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just... Good sequel. It's like, very I mean, good. And Incredibles is one of my favorites right. ever. Same. And so saying that it was... I loved it just as much is a big thing. And I... I honestly, I, don't, I haven't really seen the whole the first one all the way through since I saw it in theaters, but I still remember most of and it. You get mad at me that I haven't seen Forrest Gump. I've still seen it. But, Meh. But, but, but it's so good. But nothing. I know it's great, and I still hold it next I to have it. it and Toy Story are my favorite of the Pixar ones, and so yeah, it had a lot to live up to, and I think it did. I mean, I would still probably put the first one slightly over it. But yeah. still, I mean, there's not really anything to complain about with this movie. I think we got more of the characters that I enjoy more in the second one, which is why I can put it at, like, an evil level. The getting more of the characters I really like balances out my, like, super love of origin stories to, like, set oh, about so, the same. So would you put it over the first one? No. Okay. I think it it's what it's just... makes it hit the same. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Credibles 2 down. Woo! Annihilation. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so I I went... Uh, we were not alone in this one. No, but we, we were... We were joined the... by my one of my roommates and his good friend. And Who had read the book. They had both read the book. And, and generally... she had like, just read it like yeah. the, a day or two before. She like flew through it so she could see have read the book before the movie. And generally I do the same. I just wasn't able to. Yeah, and so I, I don't, well, first of all, I should say anytime I knew that I was very aware of any time that there was a difference between the book and the movie because I, my roommate was next to me and we would audibly be like, <sighs> <laughs> so I knew that was that was the telltale sign that and I oh, was this is the change. Cl- yep, and I wasn't sitting close enough to have that affect me at all. The only the only thing I knew before beforehand that they changed from the from the, the book names. to the movie yeah in the book they don't have names they just have their job and they're they're basically from the get-go they're like nope no names this is all like anonymous and it to like avoid any attachment or that sort of thing and that's just like the rule that they set up from the yep. beginning and as soon as she sits down with all the other ladies she's like hi my name is blah 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 and so Yep. It's like, oh, well, that's out the window. <laughs> and they add somebody, don't they? Because in the book, I think there's four, but I could be wrong. But they also change a couple of the job titles of the people. Yeah. But you do get some, like, really great performances. It has Tessa Thompson, again, also, and it has a girl from Jane the Virgin. G- uh, Gina Rodriguez. Yes. She's also very good in it. Natalie Portman, and then the lady who plays the doctor. Yeah. Um, she's in Hateful Eight. Uh, I'll, I'll get her name in a minute. Yep. 
Um, and then you have one other person who is more into consequ- consequential. She's not there that long. <laughs> the other blonde. Oh yeah. Who has like a daughter? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know her from anything else. But... No, she's the only one I didn't know. And you have Oscar Isaac. Yep. Uh, apparently, the one thing I didn't like about what how they portrayed the relationship is the one thing that wasn't in the move in the book. Which was. The affair. Oh, yeah. Spoiler! It's not a big spoiler alert. It comes yeah, out like very a, soon. Yeah, it's like first 10 or 15 minutes yeah. of the movie. But apparently, and I hate affairs as any kind of plot point. I think it's stupid and there's so many other ways to add drama to a relationship than infidelity. But... Jennifer Jason Lee. Sorry, I just remembered. I knew I would get it. Jennifer Jason Lee is the name of the other lady. Good okay. job. Back to you. Um, <laughs> but like the moment they did that, I was just like... <sighs> Because I, I, I don't like it as a plot point. And it it felt, in the midst of everything, so unnecessary. I And from what they said about the book, like, in the book, their relationship is so much more unfeeling and just very, yeah. like, professional. Yeah, I mean... And I this, thought that sounded cool. And this one, they definitely seem, even with the affair, though, they seem more loving than apparently they are in the book. Yeah. Because I, I bought their relationship. I thought the chemistry between Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac was really good. No. And they're both beautiful people. Yes. Being beautiful together. Uh, I think that the idea was really cool. They had some really, like, it's a visually stunning movie. Yeah. And it had some really cool moments. It had, like, one of the most terrifying moments. Oh, yeah, moments. the creature. Yeah. I don't get, I never get scared of movies. I mean, if you watch the, the first part with The Quiet Place, like, it got me with a couple of jump scares, but... Other than You're that, like, I don't scared. get scared by stuff. But and while I wasn't like ah, the just I just felt how terrifying it must have been to if I were in that situation. Yeah. The creature that they show it's and the sounds. Yeah, they do a little God. trick with it. It's it's truly terrifying. It, and so that like like. But it also felt like s- such a different movie from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like that part to Still, the other part. Still, I have to, I mean, that, but it was my favorite part, honestly. Oh, yeah, same. Creative choice-wise, brilliant. Um, the end is so crazy and weird, but, yeah, still, visually, like... I, yeah, I'm okay with the kind of ending that it had. Like, is it, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't mind it. It reminds me, and I think I said this when we saw the movie, it reminds me of, like, the existentialism of the movie Contact, but I like Contact so much better. Mm. And so, I think it's an interesting movie, and I think it's a movie you can see and enjoy. I yeah. just, um, like, overall, it, it was kind of like, meh. Yeah, I, I mean visually really cool i mean i like the director i liked ex machina a lot i liked it more than this oh yeah that movie uh, was really good but yeah i think it's i i would say it's definitely worth a watch i would probably give it a rewatch just to see if i can learn some more things because there's a lot that i didn't understand yeah. and i would like to see if knowing what happens changes my opinion on anything yeah but i mean even with that being said i kind of forgot i saw this movie <laughs> until we were going through and trying to figure out all the movies that we've seen so yeah decent movie yeah i would give it like a three and a half out of five yeah i'd give it maybe a three out of five yeah. maybe three and a half yeah 
So overall, decent movie. Yeah, decent movie. Maybe yeah. worth a rewatch because of finding new stuff, but overall. Yeah, fun. Next. <laughs> All right. Uh, game night. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like this is just pure comedy. It, it's, it's. It had a lot of like it went for it. Yeah. And it hit its marks. A lot of twists and turns, honestly, that I was not expecting for no. like your generic and comedy to have. Matt Damon. Not Matt Damon. It looks like Matt Damon. It has a name. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons looks like a really creepy Matt Damon. I know. And I agree with you. I've known this since Breaking Bad. I spent I like half that movie going like, is that Matt Damon? Is that not Matt Damon? Yeah. Is so maybe maybe before you see this movie, see a few things with Jesse Plemons so you can get that out of the way. I've not seen Breaking system. Bad. Uh, he's in a bunch of, he's he's actually a really good actor and this one, like, his performance is so good. I it was I don't know. I think this is what he needed, a performance that he needed, just to be like, hey, I'm not Matt Damon. I can do different things besides have creepy face. But he was so I creepy. Mean, <laughs> like, he's <laughs> so creepy. Like, he's just there all it's the just, time. He's just there. I think what they did with the character was so good. I mean, like, it's in the trailer, but the moment where, like, he opens his door and he just slowly disappears. And like, do we go in? Do we, we follow him? What? Yeah. Uh, at first, like, once I saw, I mean, like, they're both really funny people, uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Yes. I was just like, there, there's a, there's an age gap. I'm like, is that going to, is that going to affect my believability of mm-hmm. them as a couple? And I mean, if you've seen any movie in Hollywood. I know. I know, but... <laughs> And with that being said, I was just like, is it going to, am I going to feel weird about it? Is it going to make a difference? No. No. Not at all. No, they had great chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and I I bought them as a couple. They did a good job right off the bat of setting them up together. Uh, just, it's one of those movies, surprisingly, from a, a, a comedy, um, and that was last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna, I think. Um but yeah, I mean, surprising amount of twists and turns, hilarious. It was really fun. Like, it has some moments where you're like, oh. Like, cringy moments of just like, oh. Yeah, but it, it's a wild ride from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, it, it does not let up. As and it has um, the brother. Oh, Kyle Chandler. Yes, yeah. who is one of my mother's favorite people ever. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very good. Uh, it's it's a different role than I've ever seen him in. Uh, I think it's Lamorne Morris uh, from New Girl. I think I said his name right. Very nice dude, by the way. Uh, he's one of their friends. Yeah. Who? I'm I'm all I'm gonna say is he's a very good impressionist, and there's a <laughs> it's just a funny little nugget in the movie. Uh, yeah. And then the. The, other the guy from Kate, the guy from Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. The brother. Oh, that's uh, what you made, made you think of it. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, why I was like, I, I don't remember that Ingrid movie. Ingrid Goes West was was last year. It might have been. So. Either way, really fun movie. Yeah. But uh, the brother from that plays one of their friends in this movie. Oh. Movies. He's such a douche. It's just in this one, he gets to be really funny. I thought he was funny. No, he was definitely funny. I mean, he was. F- funny in the other one yeah. in, in a I want to punch you in the face so bad yeah. and this one you're just like how are you alive <laughs> at this age yeah. you should have been like 
walked into traffic at some point just for how stupid you are. Yeah. Uh, so, overall, I think as far as just pure comedy, going in for a comedy, going in to laugh, my favorite comedy. Maybe. Because, I, mean, well, I mean, a lot of the stuff we've seen aren't just pure comedies. There's usually like something else. Yeah, that, I would agree then, because I think it just, might be the only it might comedy. It might be the only, but, I mean... It's a good one to see. It's, yeah, definitely a fun watch. Uh, Ready Player One. Take it back. That's the best comedy of the year. No. <laughs> <laughs> eh. It, it, as someone who, who did read the book, I enjoyed the book um, for all of the things that it didn't do right, because the author doesn't know what women are. Um, <laughs> the movie does a better job with the female characters uh, for what they were written as before. I just think that like the puzzles in the book were a lot more fun. Uh, and just had, like, more intricacies, which I get why some of it didn't translate to, like, a screen. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they lost some of that kind of puzzle quest fun in the movie. Yeah, some of it was, like, a little, like, eh, you're reaching a little bit. Um, but, I mean, visually, it's, Steven knows how to do visuals. Yeah. He knows how to do it. And this felt like, for me, the first Steven Spielberg movie in a while to remind me of his style of the like of the 80s and early 90s of his movies it it felt like one of those definitely a flawed movie but i enjoyed it yeah. like it's it's, it's the definition of like a popcorn movie uh it's definitely like a fun movie i liked uh wasn't it simon pegg yeah who played the uh curator who and, was and didn't exist in the book Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, interesting. Not that I remember, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, he was great. Mark Rylance was really good. Biggest disappointment. In the book, Will Wheaton and some other dude are old and are presidents in the Oasis. Will Wheaton is, a, <laughs> Will Wheaton is alive. He could have been in this movie. Ah, uh, well. Biggest disappointment. Man, now I wish I hadn't known that. That's... I'm Just sorry. I went into this movie being like, I will love this movie and say nothing but nice things if they do this thing for me, and they failed me. Ah. And I was just like, <sighs> also, uh, listen to Ready Player One as an audiobook because it's narrated by Will Wheaton. He yeah. does a really good job. He's a good audiobook narrator. Plug for Will Wheaton. Yeah. Who wasn't in the movie, which now makes me sad about it. But, I know. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> uh Still has, like, a lot of issues with its representation of, like, Asian characters and black characters and overweight yeah. characters and female characters, but does better than the book did. <laughs> it's it's getting there. It's, it's it just tries, not quite it, there. It, it's, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's just, like, your classic and you get adventure to see, tropes. Yeah, and, and you can see all the plugs of all the, like, I mean, pop like, culture things. Yeah, there's so much of it, and it's just... It's just this, Though I found, uh, one thing I did find really weird, and, like, I liked it as a person, but I found really weird as, like, the premise of the book. So the premise of the book is, like, there's this big puzzle to get the fortune of the guy who made the Oasis, who was an 80s pop culture nut. But then they build the Oasis, and it, the Oasis is, is supposed to be populated by people and built by this guy, um, but it's populated with a whole bunch of new stuff like overwatch yeah. and i like overwatch and like gundam which are not 80s references. uh actually 
Is it, it does, really? Yeah, it does go back all the way to the 80s. Okay. I don't ever think of it. And I really... The one that they show, I don't think is from 80s. Because the uh, one that they... That's like the class... It, it might be more like 90s. I, I don't know. No, because that one I really think is actually Hiro Yui's uh, Gundam. Because it's I the most iconic like, Gundam. I th- but I think there were like... That's like a newer iteration of an older thing that was very similar. Maybe. But I just found like some of the references that they put into the world a little weird... And it took me out a That's little bit. That's true, but, I mean, like, it says that culture, and it is a true thing, like, it's it does play on the fact of nostalgia and, like, how it's kind of halting us to progress as a society, because that one is, like, stopped dead in its tracks. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, minus a few new things, a few newer characters, it, I feel like they have the new game, newer games, like, it makes sense that they still have Overwatch and stuff, but... Like the one, the era that's glorified is the '80s because that's when the character was growing up, and you know, kind of, it's it's a nerdy character being like, enjoy all the things that I enjoy, worship the things that I worship, and yeah. it's causing everything to get stuck. And the other thing that I found weird, which is interesting, yeah, I mean the the guy who made the Oasis is definitely a representation of the author, as much as oh yeah, the, I saw right through that. Oh yeah. Um, the other thing that they changed from the book that I just found kind of weird, because, like, the whole point is that, uh, Percival, who's the main character, is too poor to afford anything, and they make that point clear in the beginning of the movie, except when it comes to actually being in the Oasis, and so, like, in the book, they start out trapped on, like, he can't leave the school because he has no money. Like, they go to school in the Oasis. And they don't need it in this movie, but I felt like it was just a weird departure. And it was, like, a thing for the guy who made the Oasis that, like, it starts at the school. Mm. But that's also just, like, a personal thing. Yeah. I mean, overall, super fun movie. I'd give it... uh, I'd give it around four out of five stars, just as a, a fun movie. But I also... I have my qualms with it. I know what issues there are. And some of the things were just fun enough to make me overlook it. Yeah. But, yeah. Super flawed movie, but very enjoyable. I'll give it a three. Like, it's fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun to see. It's gonna... You're not gonna generally be disappointed by seeing it. It's just... It's forgettable. But it's fun. Yeah. Next. Uh, This is one that I saw, which was A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, I have not seen it. Plot twist. Plot twist. Um, Plot thickens. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people ragged on this movie, but I, as someone who really loved the book, it's a really hard book to make into a visual thing. I think that this movie did the absolute best it could for what it was trying to do. It had issues, and it had, like... I mean, it got that Disney money, so... It got the Disney... Well, the the first one that they made, the made-for-TV one, I really I also think was a Disney money thing. But it didn't get the Disney money. No, it got I mean? the made-for-TV Disney money, <laughs> which was really bad. Um, it's, it's not the book. Like, it's not the book. But it was still a really nice movie. I think what people forget is that this movie, like, it's made for kids. Like, it's made for young kids you're gonna have the fantasticalness you're gonna have the um i think what it reminded me of was like princess diaries where they have like 
the pop songs playing in the background, like those kind of moments. Like it has that, but it's fun. It gives a new face to a heroine and it gives a nice family relationship that's not the normal family relationship that you do. In this movie, which is not how it is in the book, it's made for this movie, does a lot with adoption and... Um, right, because she... She's, not, her, she's She's black and then Chris Pine's her dad who... But is, her mom is also black. Um, so, so she's so not she, adopted? She is she? the natural daughter. They adopted okay. the younger son. Okay. And the other boy who goes with them is a little bit forgettable, but, you know, he's fine. But you get... I think what really sold this movie for me was the main girl. She acted it lovely. She has a good story. She has a good, like, character arc. And I found that really enjoyable. And her relationship with Chris Pine. Chris Pine does a really good job. Um, Michael Pena. Oh. Is also in this movie for, like, a half a second. Okay. Uh, His part's really fun. I think that they could have done better with, like, what he was in that movie. But in general, I thought it was really fun. Oh, yeah. I did see a glimpse in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get Reese Witherspoon, who I love, Mindy Kaling, who quotes Hamilton <laughs> for the last like line that they're in the movie. And you get giant Oprah, which is fun. Like, it's a fun movie. It's not made to... And Zach Galifianakis getting to be weird again oh, yeah. on a more fantastical level. Yeah. I, he's fun, too. I just... It, it's a movie that's made for kids to make kids feel like they can do anything. That's good. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. I think that people gave it a really harsh review because they were expecting, like, I don't know, like, a Shakespearean experience. Oh, yeah. I was I didn't... I wasn't... No. I'm not expecting that. It's a it's a Disney version I gotta ask, though, because it's always, like, a big thing with this is uh, it's director because Ava DuVernay is you know she's a big up-and-coming director how do you think that that was like if you were looking at it from a directing standpoint do you think that she did a good job I think visually she did amazing I think that story-wise there was a couple places that you could see in experience but in general I think she did a really fun like a good job like Mm -hmm. the movie was enjoyable I could watch it I would watch it again and I think that you just have a good time. Like, I would give this one probably, like, four out of five. Cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Nah, I have not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it sometime. I also, like, really love that book, and now I want to reread the entire series. <laughs> it's a... I also... I can applaud her for doing an amazing job trying to visualize things that cannot be really visualized. That's tough. It. It's really difficult. She does a really good job doing it. Um, I love dogs. <laughs> it's funny. It took me a while to realize I love dogs sounds like I love dogs. It does. Is, it does because it's almost all dogs in this movie. The cats are all months. evil. Yeah. As <laughs> they is, always are in a movie about dogs. Which is also hilarious because they just look so upset all the time. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, it's a good, it's. It's a good movie overall, like, you know. It's well animated. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you got some fun performances, you know, from Brian Cranston and Jeff Goldblum. It was also really interesting to have no subtitles. Yeah, they chose not to do any subtitles because it's, most of it's it's set in Japan. Yep. Or at least the human parts are in Japan and they don't translate for you. Uh, I, I thought it was an interesting choice in that. I, yeah. I, and you can... I agree with it, yeah. Get cool. the gist of everything yeah. without the subtitles. 
it was odd and at one point I as we said I do very hard like it's hard for me with animal things they re I looked up before to see if this movie was safe for me to see it said yes there was a moment I thought that that site that I looked it up on had lied to me yeah and I was like freaking the f out and I was like I don't know what's going on yeah. I was very upset it's I mean it's if you've seen any Wes Anderson movie, you've seen every Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, and which is why of, I couldn't trust it. Yeah, I I like. I'm I'm kind of about half and half yeah. on Wes Anderson movies. Like some I really like, some I don't as much. I haven't uh, seen that one, many. This one I did like. I did like, but that I can't really say much more from it than that. Yeah. Didn't really ask a lot of questions. It's you know, it was it's, a, it's a boy and his dog movie. Which it was is, also very odd pacing. Yeah. Like, I remember just being a little, like, It's only an okay? hour and a half movie, but, or like, well, I guess more like an hour 40, but it did kind of drag at some yeah. points. And then other points, it, you know, it was moving along fine. So, like, I was, I was glad I saw it, but I have no desire to see it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It did what it set out to do. Yeah. And it did fine. Yeah. I give it a three out of five, probably. Yeah. Maybe three and a half. I wouldn't go above that. Yeah. Yeah. Next. And that is <laughs> uh, I love dogs, everyone. I love dogs. I do love dogs. Oh, uh, uh, hey. One more comedy that we did see this year. I feel pretty. Oh, there was another one. Uh, still gonna go with Game Night. <laughs> Same. Uh, I feel pretty is the Amy Schumer comedy where she... It's... I've seen people call it like a reimagining of Shallow Hal. Yeah. She knocks her, She knocks her head... But she doesn't see herself, like, differently. Like, uh, Jack Black sees Gwyneth Paltrow as Gwyneth Paltrow and not, like, fat suit Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, she sees herself, but she suddenly believes that she's the most beautiful person in the yeah. world. Which is great. Like, having yeah. confidence is great. That message is good. They just didn't... I was... Both of us were very confused as to which thing it was for about... For me, it was about 10 or 15 minutes before I realized, okay, it's just her, like, having a new positive outlook for some yeah. reason. And it was just, like, I I like the message it was trying to send. I just don't think it actually got there. Yeah. I think it, it backtracked too many times on itself, and it fell into too many superficial and things. It, to me, it also had a couple of dead ends. Like, there's... Like, like the you, brother? Yeah. So, she ends up, you know, becoming successful and then uh, ditches her friends from it. You know, the classic yep. kind of romantic comedy, sort of. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it is sort of a romantic comedy. Because I do love her, her, her love interest. He was good. Yeah. He's uh, uh, from Bridesmaids. Right? That's the guy. No. No? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? Yeah. No, he's a newer guy. You're thinking of Chris O'Dowd. Okay. No. I think they reminded me of each other a lot. This he had full on beard. Anyway, uh, there's a there's a, a a guy that's supposed to be like the hot successful brother, um, yeah. and uh, it looked like it was gonna be one of those cases where it's like, oh, he's just into her because he needs money or something. And then it just and it just it went nowhere. Nope. He wasn't a he wasn't a mean like it's usually one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm gonna fall for the hot guy and forget about my. Which was really because the best about. thing about that movie was the boyfriend. Yeah, and it looked like it was going to do one of those things where, like, oh, I'm going to forget about him because there's this new shiny object in the form of a man, uh, and then it just didn't do it. 
Nope, and he doesn't, and that brother doesn't have any kind of resolution whatsoever. Nope, he's just kind of there, just, and then he's not. Yep. But so, like, you never know if he was actually interested, or if he was not, or if he was up to something, because it's just kind of, like, left there. Yeah, it seemed to, it set up something, like, we were going to get some sort of payoff, and then it just didn't do it. Nope, but I did have a Busy Phillips, who... Which I found out is she's the wife of the director. That's why okay. she's in it. But she's and still... I can't believe she's the dowdy person that no one thinks is pretty. Yeah. It's weird, because, like, she... Uh, Amy's character is like, oh, yeah, these are my, like, not-so-attractive friends. Because we're uh, in 80... Huh? 80, 80 Bryant. 80 Bryant. Yeah. I like them. I mean, they could have gotten more to do, but still, that's the friends. They, that's yeah, they have about as much as Amy But Bryant trying to make Busy Phillips as this kind of, like comely, like, you know, not-so-attractive girl. Uh, Busy Phillips is gorgeous. Yeah, no, so she is. that... And Amy Adams is amazing. Yeah, she's great. I think that whole thing kind of backfired I keep talking Amy Adams. It's not Amy Bryant. I'm sorry. Amy Adams is not real. No, I know. and I, <laughs> But I always want to call her that. Uh, if Amy Bryant and Amy Adams fuse together Dragon Ball style, that's Amy I Adams. am here for that. <laughs> Um, give me money because I just came up with you're welcome that was a great idea (laughs) I would pay to see that um, but the one thing that is on a whole different level as far as as far as quality goes in this movie Michelle freaking Williams is amazing like her voice she's just she ah, yeah it's one of those performances like is has to be seen to be believed because of how good it is and I'm like how is this performance in this movie? It's just... Because she was just like, I'm making this choice. And yeah. she did. Like, the whole point of acting is when you are when you play a character, you want us as the audience to believe that you are that character and not yourself. What I saw was that character. I did not yes. see Michelle Williams. I saw this character and I'm like, I know who this girl is. I like, want, I I want her doing. movie. Yeah. I would watch the heck out of it, and I honestly think that it was an award-worthy performance. She's not in it a whole lot, but God, is that a steam-sealing woman yeah, in that no, movie. Yeah, no, that was really good. <laughs> She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like honestly, it's worth seeing for her. Yes. I would put it as one of my favorite performances of the year. I Hands can agree down. with that, yeah. It, Rest it, of the movie, meh. not so good. But I mean, we didn't choose it. No. But that's that. <laughs> that is that. Uh, how much out of five? Uh, two and a half. Yeah, I, I'll go about the same. It was just like a five out of ten for me. Yeah. Being nice, about five out of ten. And I'd say like a two point five, two ish, somewhere in there, depending on like the mood I'm in. Yeah. And solo. Not that bad. Not as bad as I expected. I still don't feel like he was Han Solo. I'm not the biggest fan of him as an actor, and I'm just like I, I am. Seen him in anything? So. I've only okay. I will be honest. I've seen him in one other movie. It was Beautiful Creatures. I also don't like that movie. I thought, <laughs> and I hate the books. But um, yeah, I had no interest in this. Yeah, it's not like the the authors seem like very nice people. I've seen them do a whole bunch of other stuff, and I know that they get a bunch of praise for the other books they've written. I just didn't like these. Um, but he, like, he was fine. Like, he was 
good in the role he was playing. He just wasn't Han yeah, Solo. It wasn't. And it's not him not being Han Solo yet. It's right. like he didn't have any of the characteristics of Han Solo. That being said, I also didn't mind him either. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was... He didn't blow me away, but he also... I also didn't really feel disappointed either. It, it was just very middle. Meh. It like, was just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chewie was amazing. Yeah. I... Some of, some some of the best Chewy moments I think I've seen. Yeah, and I think my favorite thing of the entire movie is Amelia Clark, which I did yeah. not expect. Yeah, I thought that she was going to be kind of treated in a way that to kind of like toss her character to the side. Yeah, same. But they honestly kind of set her up for like if they keep going with this, which I'm sure they will at some point. She could be the through line. Yeah. Of all of these movies, and if they I let would her. see a solo Kira movie in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would see a solo of her movie of her easily and uh, it's not just because she's an amazing actress like the character herself was the most interesting yeah, and like you'd never really knew to me it was she was similar to early days jack sparrow where yeah. it's like you want to root for her and you're on her side but you don't really know where her loyalties lie if she nope. has any yeah and i kind of like that I yeah did like that. i thought it was interesting like it 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 was it was different yeah it like, I don't know. It was different. And it opened up a whole new kind of world of seeing the gray area. Right. And I also like it when characters have, uh, they have agendas and we don't know what they are. Yeah. Uh, aside from her, Lando was fun. Yeah. I liked L3. Yeah. Although Lando robot love, a little weird. But it wasn't from him. It was from L3. Yeah, but the fact that there seemed to be, like, a possible thing... I don't know. Look, no judge. If someone is sentient... If if you're considered sentient and you can consent to things and you're not hurting anybody else... It was just kind of like... Love your love. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, people do that for Mass Effect. Yeah, it it was just... For Lando, it was it was oh. more of like a. Well, Lando says did, he's pansexual. And now I now I've seen it and now I believe it. Yes. It was just, it. It was also kind of a like almost a throwaway part. Yeah. So it was just it was kind of awkwardly done. Yep. So maybe that was maybe that was my issue. It was just kind of awkwardly thrown in. No, I will agree with that. And not really given the time of day. It's like, is this a thing? Or are you not making the thing? And then they didn't really clear that up. But, I mean, yeah. Overall, didn't ask for this movie. Didn't think it was going to be that good, but it was okay. And I like heist movies. Yeah, and a lot I of too. it was a heist movie, and so in general, I can just enjoy that. And especially, but especially after having caught up with Westworld, uh, what a waste of uh, the actress who played Val. Oh yeah. <sighs> what a waste. The surpri- yeah. And like, it just. I don't know. Cause like, it, I get the shock It did a good value. job of making me care about a character really quickly, and then, but then they just got rid of them. Did it, though? Tandy Newton. There we go. Did it give you, did it do a good job of making you care about her, or did you just care about her because you knew her? I liked her. I was more interested in Tandy Newton's character than I was Woody Harrelson's. Oh, for sure. But then I'm also just, like, meh on Woody Harrelson. See, I, well, see, I'm the opposite. I really like Woody Harrelson. And to me, I was, even liking Woody Harrelson, I was more interested in her character. She was really, and she was. I was interested in what she was going to do. 
And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Woody Harrelson in that many things. And, like, he's fine all the time. Like, I don't dislike him at all. I just am like, meh. Planet of the Apes. War of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know if I can watch Planet of the Apes. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's that's a good one. I I saw him in Hunger I can, Games, I can and I liked him in you, Hunger Games. Yes, very good. I can provide you with some Woody Harrelson stuff, but overall... I also want to see Three Bulletboards in the Heaven. Also good. Uh, they just, yeah. There were some there were some missed opportunities. Yeah. But overall, not bad. And there were some just moments where you're like, oh. I'd, I'd see it, like, I'd see more of these movies in this, you know, this timeline. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not... I'm not invested. I'm not in a rush to see more. No. no. I am fully hoping that they do more through the Amelia Clark line yeah. than they do through the Han Solo line. Yep. Though right. I am still really hoping for a Obi-Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. Yep. Tell yes, it. please. Yep, done. Cool. <laughs> and speaking of heist movies, Ocean's 8. Oh, yeah. This was super fun. It was so good. I loved it. It was so much fun, and... It helps that, like, I loved almost every actor in it. Yeah. Just because, like, the ones I didn't love were just because I didn't know who they were. Right. And, yeah. Great performances all around. I loved the what they did with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I, for all the Anne Hathaway haters, I, I've always loved Anne Hathaway. So and, have I. And she's, she's freaking great in this movie. No, she's She a- knows exactly what she's doing and yeah. who she's playing. Because... I think my favorite thing is, I feel like she's playing who people keep telling her she is. Yes. And then, like, turning it on its head. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And I, too, am an, an Hathaway fan. I have been since Princess Diaries. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because... For different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little fanboy when it comes to her. I'm just like, oh, she's so pretty and she's so good at acting. I uh, was just like, I want to be Princess of Genovia. <laughs> We all want to be princesses of Genovia. <laughs> yeah, you get to marry uh, Chris Pine. Done. Seal deal. Yeah, right? Uh, Check, please. <laughs> have you seen the second Princess yeah. Diaries? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Oh, fluffy hair. Yeah. Um, but, but so fun. Well, we were talking about this a little bit earlier um, when we were discussing some of the movies just because, like, uh, which, ones, which, which ones have we seen? Uh, we were talking about the other Oceans movies because yep. it is it is a direct sequel to the other ones. To be honest, I don't really remember anything about the other ones, but I remember this one. And, Same. And I will remember this one, and I want to see more of these characters. And I like that you could possibly see some of the old characters. Yeah. Even though I I can't tell you who all of them were. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of being able to see them open it up, but I just, like, Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So and they will never age. <laughs> no. They are forever trapped in a beautiful face and everything. <laughs> something tells me they'll live. Yeah. They won't age and they'll live. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have found immortality and just not shared it with the rest of us. How would you rate it? I would give it a 5 out of 5. Like, I just really enjoyed it. It was exactly what I wanted from that movie. You know, I'd give it a four out of five, but super solid. That or eight out of ten, and that eight has a solid. Oh, look, Ocean's eight, eight yep. out of ten. Yep, solid eight. I think I give it solid a little foundation. bit more just because, like, one, I do love heist movies, and it did a really good job being a heist movie. Two, it gave me characters that I could relate to, and I loved it. And three, I, I went in expecting a kind of movie, 
I got that movie and better. Yeah. And so, like, for me, for the movie it is, it's a... I also like that uh, they sort of, with Richard Armitage... Oh, yeah. Just, you know, exploiting the man candy a little bit. there's that. And I think one of the other reasons was because, like, later on, and this this could be thinking too deep into it, but for me, was some of the things I've heard is that people just think it's, like, very surface. And for me... Sandra Bullock, uh, it's not just her getting back at the guy who, you know... Wronged her in the past. Wronged her. It's getting back at the guy, because she gets out of jail and finds out her brother is quote-unquote dead. We never really get a true answer about whether or not he is dead. Yeah. Um, because he's a trickster guy, and that's uh, George Clooney's character. Right. Um, he had just died, like, right before she got out. She is getting revenge on the guy that kept her from seeing her brother before he died. Oh, yeah. You brought that up after we saw the movie. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. But, yeah, that's... Like, that's, I think, what raises that movie for me. is because, for me, that's the logic behind it. It's not just, like, you know, you screwed up. You know, I trusted you. Da, da, da. It's, no, you kept me from, one, from, like, the most important person in my life be- right before he died. Because of you, I missed it. Yeah. And so that that's how I read that movie. Yeah. And so for me, that's what kind of bumped it up. Yeah. I mean, it's super fun. Super, uh, super fun. And that ends the list of all the movies that we've seen, except I'm going to give a special shout-out to tell everyone to go see <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 3 <laughs> because one of my best friends ever worked on that movie, and so you should go support it. It's it's a really fun. It's really cute. You know, it's exactly what you expect from like a Hotel Transylvania movie. But it's a good time, and you should stay through the credits and just applaud for all the things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you should go see Hotel Transylvania three. Worth it. Save the world with music. And on that note, save the world with podcasts. I don't know. I was trying to come up with a segue, but save our podcast with subscribing and rating it on iTunes. Yeah, you did a better job. <laughs> <laughs> Segways. Uh, it would be really helpful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you liked it, please subscribe and let us know what other kind of things you would like to see in the comment section, review section, all that kind of things. And please stay tuned for our next episode, which will not be a movie episode. No, we're going to take a break. We, t- we talked a lot about it, but there, I mean, we, a lot of ground to cover, but we, we did it. We did it. Yeah. Only took us two tries. Woo. Go team. Air high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time, guys. Yeah.